Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. On today's episode, I'm going to be reviewing American Wolf, uh, three movies, a Dolly Parton documentary that just was added to Netflix, uh, Yojimbo, a Kurosawa movie, and then Rules of the Game, a very famous French movie uh, from the 1930s. And then at, towards the end of the podcast, I will be discussing three movies from the 1970s. These three movies are movies that most people have seen, um, but are among my favorites of that decade. So the book for this week was American Wolf, A True Story of Survival and Obsession in the West. Um, I found this book through a podcast. Um, normally, this would not be a book that I would be super interested in, but I thought it was a pretty fascinating look, not only at wolf behavior, it's focused on one wolf in particular um, named O6, um, but it's also a human story and focuses on human behavior as well because there's a large component of this book is talking about the people that it's their job to watch over the wolves, take notes of on their behaviors. And some of the people in this, they're very interesting characters. And it, it made me think about what compels somebody to um, do this for a living. And um, I think I understood them a lot more um, as I was reading the book and kind of understood where they were coming from. There's also this component of the book that's interesting in that, again, half of it's taking place um, in Yellowstone talking about um, wolf behavior, talking about the people that are watching over these animals. The other half of the book um, is actually about the all the laws that have gone into place to protect wolves and how some of those laws have been stripped away, allowing people to hunt and affect the wolf population in a negative way. And so this is something that is still going on out west and it remains an issue of what exactly to do with wolves and what is the proper solution? Um, so, because again, they're ruining some people's livelihood um, by killing some of the animals that those people own. But at the same time, um, it's important to have these wolves because they uh, help manage the elk population, especially in Yellowstone National Park. So I don't know if this would be a book that would interest anyone. Again, it was kind of a weird read um, for the week, but it was something short. I, that I wanted to read after the Obama book. And I actually really liked the book. Um, it's hard to follow at some time, at, at some points, just because uh, there's so many different wolf names and keeping track of all those different wolves um, is a little tricky. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I was, I was interested in it. And again, all the th information about wolves is pretty interesting, but it's really the human aspect that I found to be the best part. I have three films that I watched this week um, and I, that I would like to talk about before I get into the 1970s. The first is the Dolly Parton 2019 Netflix documentary, Here I Am. This is a movie that focus pri focuses primarily on her career, doesn't focus too much on her personal life, does talk a little bit about her childhood, but really goes song by song talking about her big hit songs and what was happening in her career during each of these points. Um, I'm not a huge Dolly Parton fan. I actually wasn't familiar with most of her music. And I feel like this was a good introduction to her and a good introduction to her music. If you are a big Dolly Parton fan and you know all of her songs, this might not be the documentary for you. But if you are going in kind of blind like I was, just knowing uh, one or two songs um, from Dolly Parton, this will be an interesting documentary and I think you will enjoy watching it. 
Uh, Yo Jimbo is another movie that I watched this week, and I absolutely loved this movie. I'm a big Kurosawa fan. This was kind of the one of the big ones that I still haven't seen or hadn't seen. And the other one being uh, Hidden, The Hidden Fortress, which I'm probably going to watch here at some point soon. Um, but Yojimbo has a very, very simple plot. It's all about the samurai who shows up to this village. There's this conflict in the village, and he has to figure out his best way of resolving this conflict. Um, it's reminiscent of old westerns, and that's because some old westerns actually drew a lot of inspiration from this movie. In particular, Sergio Leone's A Fistful of Dollars with Clint Eastwood is kind of a remake of Yojimbo, except in a Western setting. Um, it's a violent movie, as most of Kurosawa's samurai movies are. And uh, I think the musical score, the, some of the choices for it, a, a lot of Kurosawa movies have very interesting soundtracks. And I think Yojimbo is no exception. At points, I didn't think it worked super well. But then by the end of the movie, I found myself uh, very much enjoying it. So Yojimbo is one of my favorite Kurosawa movies. I think the only one that I can think of that I like more than Yojimbo is Akiru. Um, and if you haven't seen that, definitely check that out as well. So Yojimbo, it's streaming right now on the Criterion channel if you would like to check it out. The last movie that I want to talk about before getting into the 1970s is Rules of the Game, uh, a movie that is super high energy. Um, it is known as one of the best movies of all time. Um, it came out in 1939. Um, it wasn't released in the United States, however, until 1950. Um, it follows this man named Andre, and he completes this solo um, expedition, the solo flight across the Atlantic Ocean. He's hoping to impress this woman named Christine. Christine happens to be married, though, and um, to this man named Robert, and they decide to invite Andre to their home, um, partly so Christine can kind of talk him, talk to him, and because Andre is guy, he's very upset after completing this solo flight across the Atlantic. He's seen as a French hero, and Christine and Robert, like I said, decide to invite him over. From there, chaos ensues. The movie kind of becomes increasingly chaotic. Andre arrives at the house. There's a lot of other characters that are introduced. Sometimes it can be a little hard to follow um, with that. And then they actually, there's this big hunting sequence, which is maybe the scene that is best known from this movie. And after that, it kind of never lets up. At points, it kind of feels like a Keystone, Keystone Cops or uh, Three Stooges episode, um, which is kind of funny. And it, it is supposed to be a comedy, but a comedy that's focused around society and class and how people are supposed to interact with each other. It's very much of its time period, um, but it's one of the most influential movies of all time. Um, and if you look at a list of best movies ever made, it is often on there. So if you haven't seen Rules of the Game, if you are a film buff, if you're somebody that's very interested in film and especially um, older, older films, um, Rules of the Game is definitely one to check out. And on to the 1970s. I picked out three movies for today. These are three movies that a lot of people have seen, but three movies that are among my favorite movies of all time. And the first is 1973's The Sting, um, which stars Robert Redford and Paul Newman as Johnny Hooker and Henry Gondorf, two con artists who are trying to take down Doyle Lonigan, um, this crime boss um, played excellently by Robert Shaw. Um, this movie is 
very, very famous. It did win Best Picture. Um, and there's several reasons that it did that. Um, it's a movie that is very often funny, um, but it mixes the, so well with dark, dramatic moments while at the same time really focusing um, on these characters, not only having that memorable villain character in Doyle Lonigan, um, but just the friendship between um, Robert Redford's character and Paul Newman's character is just, I don't know, their chemistry in this movie is incredible. Um, it also has one of the best film endings of all time. And anytime you hear the entertainer played after seeing this movie, you're going to think about this movie. Um, definitely worth checking out uh, The Sting. Uh, the next movie that I want to talk about is 1975's Jaws, a movie that I'm sure all my listeners have seen. Um, but it's a movie that caused the public, and including myself as a kid, to be afraid of going in the water, right? Um, it's Apart from the movie Hereditary, which came out a few years back, I think this is probably the scariest movie of all time for me. Um, it focuses on this police chief um, who wants to shut down the, uh, the beaches in his town because there have been shark attacks. The mayor doesn't want him to. And the police chief has to go on this adventure with the scientist who studied sharks and the ship captain, played again by Robert Shaw. So Robert Shaw is getting two mentions today. Um, but their job is to kind of hunt down and try to kill this shark. Um, there's so many memorable lines in this movie, including the most famous one, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, and there are some genuinely terrifying moments as well. Um, this is Spielberg's first movie, and there's actually a documentary. I can't remember what it was on, um, but there is a documentary all about the process um, of making this film. And that might be even, that is just as entertaining as the movie itself. Um, just the malfunctioning robotic shark and just everything that went into making this movie makes it all the more impressive. Um, again, Spielberg has really fallen off kind of the rails for me, at least in the last couple of decades, but some of his early work, especially Jaws, is definitely worth seeing. And the last movie that I want to talk about today is Rocky from 1976, starring Sylvester Stallone as a small-time boxer living in Philadelphia, trying to make his way through life. He finally gets this big break when he um, gets a chance to fight the world heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed, um, played by Carl Weathers. This movie was written by Sylvester Stallone and stars Sylvester Stallone, and he actually ended up writing this movie in three and a half days. And he refused to let the studio um, not let him star in the movie. Um, and that was probably the best decision he's ever made um, because his career now has spanned over four decades and he created one of the most memorable movie characters of all time. And that's the reason that people still watch this movie to this day. It's the reason that people talk about it. It's because you have this character that not only can people, a lot of people relate to Rocky Balboa as a character, but he's a character that people will root for 10 out of 10 times. Um, he, again, he's somebody who's so down on his luck and then has to just work throughout the whole movie to make himself better. And again, very memorable um, scenes in this movie, um, especially as you get towards the end of it. And this movie has several sequels that came out after it. And I would recommend checking out Rocky 2. Um, from there, they almost become a parody 
um, of the original movie in three and four before it goes back to its serious roots. Um, I think all of them, apart from Rocky Five, are enjoyable on some level. Maybe at some point I will do a podcast on all of these movies. Um, it's probably my favorite franchise of all time. Um, so Rocky, 1976, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the next on the next podcast, not sure what next week brings yet. Uh, I haven't picked out a book. I don't know what movies I'm going to watch, so it is going to be a surprise next week. So uh, thank you to everyone for listening today. As always, I can be found on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that podcasts are streamed. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in today. I will catch you next week.